Welcome to episode 105 of The Digital Life, a show about our adventures in the world of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett. This week, our guest is Johan Sonen, director of Involution Studios, who's here to discuss with us healthcare experience and the Internet of Things. Johan will be speaking on these topics at the Rework Internet of Things Summit in Boston on this Friday, May 29th. Johan, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> so, so tell us, how, how do you see the experience of healthcare changing? Hell, it's not changing fast enough. It's never fast enough. But over the past 12, 15 years that I've been dabbling in health and designing for my health and for others' health, um, there have been a few movements that have finally infiltrated even the hospital systems that we frequent or try to infrequently uh, go to based on severe health uh, occurrences. And one of them is that the patient is, you know, the center of the equation. And just, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and still sometimes today, patients are looked at one as sort of a, you know, one of many things in the orbit, right? And not necessarily as a central thing, central atomic thing. Uh, and what's shifted is that one part is that we have sort of outsourced our health for the past, I don't know, 100 years or so, ever since we sort of left the doctor that came to your house in the town uh, where we were highly invested in our own health and our family's health. And now in, for the past 80, 100 years, we've let other people help us dictate what that is. And so we've sort of grown into this, someone else can do it for me. So I think that there's a, there's, there's a slight shift in that. It's, it's, the system is actually forcing us to care more about ourselves uh, every day. We have to sort of be more vigilant of what we eat, of what we do. And so I think people are becoming a little more in touch with that. So I think that, along with the healthcare systems, sort of forcing us to uh, become the center of our universe, which we should be, uh, are two big things over the past decade that are gaining U.S. traction. So it's not just the outcasts uh, or the early adopters at Medicine X uh, or at other you know, micro groups, uh, highly motivated patients. It's now becoming, I think, uh, even more mainstream. So what's the role that the Internet of Things is going to play in the, in the coming revolution in human health? Okay, I remember John as kids when Pong came out, right, or when... Mm -hmm. The first uh, Atari system came out. My parents wouldn't buy it for me, so I had to. God damn it! I use my own money for it. But it was it was awesome, and that was the you know there, there were lots of things that predicated that, like the microprocessor and things you know back from the sixties and seventies that became an everyday or more mass production unit. And you know I remember the LCD back also when we were kids. They're like, hey, I can get a digital watch, but not just digital watch. There was like actually things we could program on it, or that the engineers who built these little digital watches. So uh, I'm just doing it for my own frame of reference when I grew up. And then hell in the '80s, right? We had the Walkman, the VCR, or you know Betamax, whatever you had. The PC, I had no '86. My daddy had um, in my room it was pretty awesome. And the CD player then, CDs in the late, late 80s, but that's when, when I started getting into it. Um, and so you can see this progression of how does the technology invade your house. And more and more of that, and if you go through the 90s and like the, the past decade, 
we see even more devices, microchips on almost everything. And so where is that going? It's becoming where my home, things that I have in my house, are becoming even more uh, connected, spitting data here and there. But now I think what's going, what's happening, what you're seeing is that the home is now going to be picking up much more of my behavior, much more of my health uh, automatically. And that is one key thing that the Internet of Things or whatever euphemistic term you want to use for this will be picking up more and more, where micro devices, the sensor dust, will be plastered in my home, in my car, in my pocket with my phone, all this stuff. And hopefully over time, more and more connected, more and more telling each other the data streams and uh, you know, little services are telling each other stories about what I'm doing and then saying, hey, Johan, you should really be getting out there doing X, Y, and Z. Lark, a little app that's on my phone many of you are, are, are using now, is a very early start of that. It's taking what Zork did back, talk about, you know, 25, 30, 40 years ago, um, did with uh, UIs and sort of telling uh, communication is it's using the accelerometer. It's using some tricks of behavior matrices of what I'm doing with my phone or not and start to suss out some how do I change what I'm doing in order to live healthier a little bit. So I think more and more you're going to see the house sort of dominate uh, with these netted sensors to start to pick up on things way in advance before they manifest into something that is really very difficult to change. So what do you see as the opportunities for and, and the impacts of technology and design in this area? Pretty freaking massive. Uh, but for designers and for engineers, there is a, we need to understand what the human baseline is and start collecting that much, 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 much earlier. So this is not something that we, I mean, you have to start now. We have to start now. It's probably too late for, for us um, in that sense. But the, that as we grow up, we're doing these benchmark readings over time. Now, the question is, what are we reading? What are those top 100, top 500 top 10 even, health signals that we can start to really rally behind and understand and make decisions on. And, under, and, and, change, and, and, and that's, that for me is really important. What are those signals? And we should come up with a national set. Here are the top 100 signals that basically inform our lifestyle, our lives, our biology, and have some kind of impact on that. They can be rank ordered. And I think that would be a first order kind of play. And then from there, you have all sorts of these little devices and services and ways of getting that information to make something more meaningful. So it's not just me typing data in or getting a little spit out of how many steps I took. Well, cute, that, you know, that only gets me so far. I need it to be a predictive kind of service. I need it to tell me not just I need to change my behavior. No kidding. There are lots of things that just tell me that. Uh, I need it to really be an agent for me, some kind of beautiful agent that gives me the right nudges based on my demographic, based on my phenotype, based on all the uh, omics in order to really for me to change for better and for long. Because if I just change for the week, that doesn't do me any good. Right. So, so in your piece, Bathroom to Health Room, uh, that we published on the Invo site a couple of months back, uh, you talk a little bit about uh, stage zero detection and treatment. Could you uh, explain that and, uh, and talk about how it will extend the human lifespan? 
right now, we are a reactionary healthcare troop. We feel something, something is a little amiss, and we're like, aha, something is a little funky. And then you either sort of self-diagnose, you ask your phone what the hell is happening with you with pocket in your doc, uh, doctor in your pocket, or you go to your clinician, uh, or your partner looks at it because it's on you know, your back, you can't see it, or you look in the mirror. So it's, it's very much of something happens, I react to it, right? Uh, what's shifting is that we are going to be able to sniff out, hear, listen, uh, see, not necessarily with our eyes or our ears, but with machine eyes and ears, listening to our phone conversations. I know it's freaky. Li- you know, uh, Echo. Uh, Alexa at home, and now that I have it in my living room and my uh, kitchen, she is going to hear my that my walk my, my walk is changing slowly because it's got you know half dozen or more microphones in it. She can pick up my gait. So before I even notice, there's a little hiccup in my hip. She will be able to determine. Say, you honey, you know I've noticed something. There's a little shift in your walking stance. I didn't even notice. Right. Same thing on my phone. My phone will say uh, Siri or whoever the agent is. You know, Johan, we've noticed uh, the vocal cords changing slides. Maybe it's only about 10, 15% difference. Um, but that means that you're going to have a cold onset in about two days. Okay, then what do I do about it? Hey, go get this nice personalized little micro uh, pill from Walgreens or wherever your pharmacist or drug pimp of choice. And it cuts my uh, sickness in half, right? Uh, when I stayed, that's, that's, that's in between what we have now in stage zero. Stage zero is going to be when machines, uh, biologic machines, maybe looking inside of us all 24-7, 365, and looking at things when they happen at the DNA, RNA level, uh, when rep- things, when our cells replicate bizarrely, that it takes care of it nearly immediately, right? And that's stage zero. So I don't wait for the cauliflower to grow and sprout on my back. By that point, it's too freaking late then you're using a hacksaw, right? I want this to happen at the cellular level. And that's what we're starting to get at with some of these services. So if you were giving a new designer advice about uh, the digital services, the materials, the networking technologies uh, that a person would need to be familiar with to create this new health experience, what what are those uh, uh services and technologies and, and, and methods? How would, how would you tell this, uh, this young designer uh, what to pursue? Well, a young designer, I'd say, get to freaking know your body. One, uh, start understanding your own biology. That's the first thing that anyone should do. Uh, if you can't start to make decisions for yourself, how the hell are you going to make them for anybody else? So that's the f- number one thing. Go get checkup. Go uh, see, you know, what your levels are. Uh, start experimenting with diet. Actually see what's happening when you eat things, right? Experiment on yourself a little bit. I mean that, you know, in a gross sense. The second thing is experience the healthcare system for yourself, right? Before, again, before you do it for anybody else. Understand, uh, go find a doctor. How fabulous of experience is that? Uh, how do you know how good they are? What they're, you know, if you want someone with great bedside manner or someone who just kicks ass when they um, uh, give you a diagnosis or when they help you through something versus, you know, coddling, right? Uh, or whatever, you know, kind of experience you want. 
you need to experience the healthcare system from a personal as a personal point of view. Uh, so that would be the second thing, is engage with the healthcare system. The third thing is understanding, I think, the system that we live in. It's one thing to experience healthcare by you going to the doctor, by you signing up for insurance, which is, you know, requirements right, right now. Uh, but it's another thing to understand how a, a doctor who's a concierge service, how they work, how a clinic works, how a small outcropping of a hospital works in re regards to its uh, bigger umbrella. How does a big hospital operate or not? Um, how, what are the laws surrounding uh, our data? Uh, what are the uh, governance models around providing health? I think, uh, you know, at least understand the basic system. And then all, okay, I think a parallel track is start designing your own health. I mean, if you can, that's what I started with. I thought it was a good exercise. I still do it now. It's like, oh, God, what would I like to see if I was managing my health every day? And those are three quick things to do. They're much more on the actual idea of what is health, healthcare biology, versus what are the individual technologies that are going to help me. I think there's just a basic understanding that we need to do as humans. Get back to something that we did uh, in tribal days where we had to fix, heal thyself, right? We, there was a, probably a tribal leader that helped and gave us remedies for things. Again, thankfully, we've come a long way since then for, on medicine. But if you don't understand uh, the basics about you, I, don't, I think it's, you don't have far to, you don't have, you have a long way to go uh, in designing for health. Johan, thanks for joining us today. And, uh, talking with us a little bit about the healthcare experience. I can see that it just amped you up. You were just so excited. Listeners, remember that while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things we're mentioning here in real time. Just head over to thedigitallife.com. That's just one L in the digital life and go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody. So it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening or afterward, if you're trying to remember something that you liked. If you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett. That's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. And of course, the whole show is brought to you by Involution Studios, which you can check out at goinvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O.com. Yuhan, how can listeners get in touch with you? They probably shouldn't or don't want to, but if they really have this urge to have a prickly answer to any question they have, you can get me at J-U-H-A-N at GoInvo.com, Yuhan at GoInvo.com, or get me through online hellhole circles at Twitter at J-S-O-N-I-N, J-S-O-N. So that's it for episode 105 of The Digital Life. I'm John Follett, and I'll see you next time. Bye.